This is Ian. <coughs> From Vape Here. This is Text Music Spotlight. the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julie. Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight Music Now Podcast. We have Ian on the podcast today. Ian is the owner of Vapure e Hookah Lounge, and we talk about Vapure, all the cool stuff that goes on, their shows, the music scene, how he got into it, what you know, you can do if you want to start a business kind of like Vape here. We talk a lot about a bunch of different stuff. These are really cool guys, a really awesome place to go to if you just want to vape, if you just want to hang out, go to some of their events. We talk about all the events that go down. I'm uh, hopefully going to be a part of one of the events as well. Um, but just to let you know, Texas Music Spotlight is a part of the Alamo City Podcast Network. We're going to be doing some more stuff together later on. We are going to have a feature in the 210 Local Media Magazine it's a digital magazine that comes out by our friends at 210 Local Media, so be on the lookout for that. And if you're if you're a podcaster and if you have a podcast and you're here in San Antonio, talk to us, talk to me. We want to be a part. We want to be together. We want to do stuff. We want to, uh, you know, just have a good time and promote this medium that's a little different than um, there's uh, movies and stuff like that. But podcasting, radio, internet shows and talk shows, sort of like that. That's a little different that not a lot of people are into, and we want to get more people into that, which is going to be pretty cool. As always, if you can subscribe to us, that would be great. Subscribe to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or anything. If you want to send us some cool info, or if you want to you know, tell us that you like us or something like that, leave us a review on Facebook or iTunes, Texas Music Spotlight, or at Texas Music Pod, Texas Music P-O-D. We have that for Facebook and Twitter, and you can find us there, and we have links, all that stuff, to our actual iTunes and SoundCloud. SoundCloud is TMS Podcast. If you want to send us music or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at texasmusicpodcast at gmail.com, texasmusicpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to tell us uh, that you like what we're doing, if you want to be a part of it, if you want to do some stuff, some cool stuff with us, um, just go ahead and send us an email. Or you can message us on uh, Facebook and all that stuff. Visit our website and support us, texasmusicspotlight.com. Texasmusicspotlight.com is where you can check out all our stuff. We have everything there. If you want to support us, you can click on the Bluehost banner or the Amazon banner. If you're going to buy anything from Amazon, go ahead and click there. That helps us out. If you want to make a website, go to the Bluehost banner and that helps us out as well. So enough of that. I had a really good time talking to Ian. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Ian is one of those really just just amazing guys to kind of talk to. He can talk about anything. I mean, I've been there since the interview, and we've hung out. We just kind of chat about, you know, vaping or, or whatever. Just uh, I, I went for their <laughs> D&D night, which is kind of nerdy. Not really, but it's a lot of fun, and I think it's a lot of fun. And I'm hopefully going to be joining them uh, sometime soon with that so that you'll, you'll catch me there on either Sundays or Thursdays. But uh, Ian will tell you about that in the actual podcast. But definitely they're doing some great stuff there in the music scene. So with the Music Now podcast, we just kind of want to get into the whole music scene, not so much the musicians. I know we've had uh, some other people and we have some people lined up that, that are musicians, but they're doing some other cool stuff. And we, we just want you to know about it. And they're really cool people. So we want to, you know, promote their stuff, and, and Ian is no different. 
Vapier eHookah Lounge. Go check them out on social media and stuff like that. Not too much longer here on the intro. Let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Ian from Vapier eHookah Lounge. smoke cigarettes or anything uh no i really don't anymore i guess it's the cliche answer to give for a vape shop owner i mean no it's taboo um no i don't really smoke cigarettes i mean there's the occasional time with like a friend you know what i mean mm-hmm. like a birthday they'll like, have a cigarette with me and i'll you know go ahead and do that out of respect and all that stuff but not not too much anymore mm-hmm. i gave up about five six years ago and so yeah just now it's occasional mm-hmm. that's good yeah, yeah that's yeah. really good um <laughs> so you own vape here here in san antonio texas uh it's it's sort of a, a newer location uh, i think you opened maybe in january or something yeah, like that january. yeah january um why 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 did you why why was this uh, uh in your head where did you get the idea from and, and uh how did you come about just building this space uh so it's actually been a long time coming um it started early in 2010 with a buddy of mine todd we used to, uh, every night, we were about 18 years old, and every single night, we would go to IHOP um, mm-hmm. at Bandera Point. Literally every night, uh, night in, night out, we'd be there from about 8 p.m. to maybe 6, 8 in the morning. I mean, 10, 12 hours, we were good friends with all the servers yeah, and the yeah. cooks and all that stuff. And uh, we'd do it because, I mean, there was nothing else to do. I mean, especially late night. There was nothing else to do on the northwest side of San Antonio. Um, and while we were there, we'd always just talk and talk and talk. And we started talking about San Antonio um, as a whole. And we just weren't very happy with, like, the scene in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't feel like there was much for us, um, and we wanted to, to add some more diversity to the now, scene. Now, when you say scene, you mean, uh, what do you mean by that? Music scene or a place to hang out or, or what? Um, kind of all. I mean, the music scene was the thing we really discussed the most, I guess, being at that time. It was a lot of just, like, metal and, mm-hmm. and hardcore and stuff like that, which I, I wasn't doing. Yeah, like, like, what year was that? That was in 2010. 2010. That was in mm-hmm. 2010. It was a lot of metal, you know, the rap was still open, a yeah, lot of yeah. stuff. It was definitely a focus on that. And I was into that, you know, earlier in high school. And a problem with it, but I just wanted to add something else to people that weren't into it, because um, it seemed like there was a progression amongst like, at least the people that I knew that they were starting to get into more like the indie and alternative and different types of music, and there wasn't a place for them to go in the city to see that, um, and so we talked about how cool it would be to open up a music venue, and uh, he didn't take it too seriously, but I took it really, really seriously, uh-huh. and I went home, and I was looking at you know, all this stuff, um, you know, like venues, I actually looked at that, uh, the dome building on Bandera, and I was uh-huh. the Church of the Rock. I looked at that and I thought about how cool it would be if I uh, if I bought that building and I painted it to look like the Death Star uh-huh. and I like the Death Star uh, you know hit into the you know uh, the Death Star you know hit into the earth and all that stuff. It was a venue and all that. It was all this crazy stuff, but that was a lot of money. That was a ton of money. Yeah, when yeah, I was definitely. eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen. Um, so I started thinking of other ways that I could uh, create I guess, a music venue. Um, and I used to go to this hookah bar called Karma's all the time, right mm-hmm. by UTSA. And one night, they randomly had a band play, mm-hmm. and I was there, and I thought it was the coolest thing on earth. And then I realized, well, if they could have a band play in their hookah bar, maybe I could open up the hookah bar and have a band play in mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then the idea was a hookah bar um, in 2010, you know, from there on out. And then, you know, six years later, it finally yeah, yeah. happened a little bit differently than a regular hookah bar. But, you know, huh. the same kind of concept is just a, a you know, hookah lounge um, mm-hmm. with live music. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, and that's... I think the scene has really taken to this place uh, very fast. Uh, what is it, six months, seven months in, and, and y'all are 
doing shows almost every weekend, uh, a few shows every weekend, and it's really, uh, how was that transition, or did you always, like you said right now, you said you always wanted to have a music, uh, be a music venue of some sort, how was it, the, the scene welcoming you uh, at the very beginning, were they like uh, sort of resistant to the, oh, this hookah bar has, is going to be playing some stuff, or were they like just really open about it at the beginning? Um, I mean, most people seem pretty open. I've definitely heard from a few bands. Um, we actually just had a band player uh, on Saturday, uh, Stan Z from El Paso, mm-hmm. and the guy talked to me, one of the guys that Stan Z talked to me, and he was like, uh, you know, we were coming out here, they were double booked that night. They mm-hmm. were here in Concrete Jungle. And, um, you know, I guess they were talking about that night uh, before it happened, and they are like, oh, you know, we'll just kind of get through the vape here set, because it's a vape shop at a hookah bar, like, you know, like, yeah, you know what I mean? And then we'll get to Concrete Jungle, and that's where, you know, it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, well, they played the set here, um, and they came outside, they talked to me, and apparently a lot of the band, which uh, I guess keeps on the download from Concrete Jungle, <laughs> but uh, they were like, you know, um, they really are not going to Concrete Jungle, and oh, wow. yeah, they, they wanted to play here longer. Um, which, you know, think of they did go to Concrete Jungle, because the big thing is, like, um, you know, and I told him this, uh, and he was the one saying, you know, we should go to Concrete Jungle, is, you know, as a band, you should take the opportunity to play wherever you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spread, you know, at least what I believe, you know, spread spread your name as far as you can. Um, I think it'd be awful if I was like, yeah, just play here, you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't go to Concrete Jungle, yeah. don't go anywhere else. Like, no, play everywhere, you know, uh-huh. play where you can, get your name out there, do whatever you can to make yourself grow, because... You know, that's the whole point, I think, as a venue owner, you should be wanting every band that plays on, on your stage, or in this case, on your linoleum floor, <laughs> um, to, to grow. You uh-huh. want to see them get huge, as big as they possibly mm-hmm. can, you know? Um, that's not your, your end game. Uh, I don't think you're doing it right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, and uh, yeah, I've been to a few shows here. Um, I've been to the, the probably, like, one of the first... Like open mics that you had like a long time ago. Uh, checked out because I because I do uh, like hookah and stuff like that. And it was it was really uh, really welcoming. It was really awesome. And and to see some of the stuff that you do have going on here. Why don't you talk about some of the other things? Uh, well, <coughs> some of the events that you do have that go on here at this uh, vape here uh, spot. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a big thing. You know, I talked about how I wanted to be a music venue, but like as time went on. Um, I started meeting other people with different kind of, I guess, artistic mediums, like mm-hmm. art, painting, drawing, all that stuff. Um, and then I started thinking, like, how could I incorporate that? And as time's been open, I've met more and more people that have different kind of passions. And I've realized that, you know, it's on the same level as, you know, a musician, you know, when they're passionate mm-hmm. about music. These people are just as passionate about something else, and they don't have a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, like, hey, if I could bring all these scenes into San Antonio, maybe they can cross-pollinate. Um, and, you know, so now we have Super Smash Brothers uh, nights on Tuesdays, the tournaments, uh, Smash 4 every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursdays and Sundays are actually Dungeons and Dragon nights mm-hmm. hosted by John Gore, um, who's apparently the best DM in the world <laughs> from what I hear from uh-huh. every other, yeah, every yeah. other Dungeons and Dragons player. Like, he's the greatest <laughs> dungeon master I've ever had. Um, you know, we have uh, the art nights that are coming back now. Mm-hmm. We took a little bit of a break for the art night. Um, but we have the Art of the Night Skies, um, which is going to be, you know, where all the uh, the artists, local vendors, they all set up out front. We have, like, over the 25. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have local music inside. Um, and then all the walls, obviously, are covered with local art. It's all for sale. We don't take any money out of it either. It's oh, all okay, of us. Huh? Yeah, we all go to our community. Um, 
You know, I mean, really, we're open to almost anything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I tell all these people that, like, I'm here regardless. You know what I mean? I'm here open to close every uh-huh. day regardless. Like, give me something fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Give me something fun to, to listen to or do or, or watch, you know, while mm-hmm. I'm here. It makes it a lot less mundane than yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. behind the counter, you know? Uh-huh. What, what would you say was a hard part uh, for you or what kind of advice would you give as well? Somebody that wants to start a business sort of, uh, maybe like Vapier or something else, just a, a business in general. Uh, what what kind of struggles, I guess, did you go through, uh, you know, from that 2010 to the actual, you know, 2016 opening Vapier? What kind of struggles did you did you have? Oh, man, it's uh, it's definitely a long time coming. You have to be incredibly patient. Um, and even when it comes, I mean, like, you have to realize, like, you're in a small business, and when you're doing something like this, um, you know, if you're doing it, because you're like, this is going to get me rich and I'm going to make tons of money, then like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's something that like, I, you know, I do this and I'll stress out every night. Um, but it, it's worth it because I get to come in here on Tuesdays and I get to see all these people play Smash 4 and, and watch them have the time of their life. And then on Thursdays, I get to see a whole other group of people come in here and play Dungeons and Dragons and they're laughing and having a good time. And on Fridays and Saturdays, I get to see these musicians and like, you know, when you watch, I mean, you're a musician, you yeah, see, yeah. you've seen many of concerts, I'm sure, uh-huh. in the city. Um, there's just something about it. Like when you watch someone play music, when they're really passionate about it, you can, you can see that um, in, in their movement and in their, you know, expressions. I mean, really every piece of them when they're on stage, it's just completely different. Like there's an aura about them that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I don't know, it makes you feel some type of way. So really, I mean, the best advice I can give is... Um, you know, look for look for your payoffs and those kind of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I think that's a lot more uh, valuable than, than something other than monetary, mm-hmm. I guess. But but uh, for your life, something that's gonna that's gonna enrich your life on your day to day, something like that. Yeah, definitely something. I mean, it just yeah, it it shows a whole other side of things. You know, something that a lot of people um, I think don't get to feel. Um, just seeing people do what they love mm-hmm. every day. Um, it's just really cool because that's what I did this place for. Um, you know, this is what I love to do is just like meet new people and, and talk to new people and f- discover new things and all that stuff. Um, and so I think it's just really cool um, getting to see those people do it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Under, your, under your roof. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely great. Yeah, I like, it's really sweet. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, are, are you a mus- musician as well? No, I actually no. Have, yeah, I have no <laughs> musical talent <laughs> at all. I play trumpet. What? Harvey Thistleberg. Yeah, well, yeah, we have a uh, we have a comedy band, Harvey Thistleberger and the Teeny Boppers. Uh-huh. Watch out for us; our mixtapes <laughs> dropping soon. Um, but I have um, none. I played trumpet for a couple months, maybe. Uh-huh. Obviously, recorder because what nice didn't. Oh, I have a nice baritone voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they can tell. Yeah. Someone told me that um, in UTSA. I went there for about a a year mm-hmm. um, before. I dropped out because I went to Taco Bell more than I went to class. Oh and, man! Yeah, one of the, <laughs> Isn't that the thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was like club day or whatever. So you were walking, you could walk around and, and talk to all the people that, that run the clubs there. And uh, I got stopped by uh, the guy who runs the um, the uh, barbershop quartet, and he was like, "You have such an incredible baritone voice." Like, you know, please join the barbershop quartet. <laughs> and I regret it every day that I uh-huh. didn't. <laughs> it goes to waste, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> just add that to your to your resume. Uh, 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 little tie and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, just incredible baritone voice. <laughs> and I can put that from, like, I don't know, I probably went to puberty around, like, 12 or 13. So, like, what would that be? Like, 2004 on, you know what I mean? Because you have to put your date in that job. Mm-hmm. So incredible baritone voice, 2004 to present. So that's pretty cool to have. Yeah, so, so, so really a true... <laughs> 
just music appreciator from Ian right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I've been listening to music. I grew up listening to 50s and 60s music um, mm -hmm. because my parents are old and I was an only child. And so that's what you did, yeah. Yeah, so I just listened to the Mamas and the Papas uh -huh. and, and ABBA and all of those 50s and 60s bands, the Runaways and all that stuff. Um, I think the Runaways, maybe, I can't remember. But um, <laughs> what's it called? And then like I grew, um, as one of my friends, Mitchell from, from California, he showed me Linkin Park. Oh, was, man, yeah. Yep. Yeah, dude, I was 12, and that changed my life. Uh -huh, those first you know, two man, albums, Linkin yeah. Park changed my life, man. Like, so... Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I listened to Linkin Park, and then I got really into, like, that kind of music, the newer music, and then, you know, into the screamo and, and, and hardcore, and, like, you know, like, 14, 15 years old, maybe even 16, and then it just sort of progressed, and then from there, it was just, like, find everything I can, because mm -hmm. there's just so much cool music mm -hmm. um, in the world, uh, you know, started collecting vinyl, um, and that's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah, me too, me too, recently. Yeah. Uh, when did you start that? 2010? Oh, yeah? Yeah, 2010, I believe, was when I started vinyl. I uh, started collecting vinyl. I worked at Kohl's, and um, you got a Kohl's discount when you worked there, and there was nothing I was going to buy from Kohl's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a record player there, and it was like one of the Crosleys, but I was like, I mean, at that time, I didn't know anything about yeah, records yeah. at all, so this is a record player, and sure, it's awesome. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, so I went and I bought it um, with my discount. I was like, I got to use it once, and then um, I went and bought... Uh, Pink Floyd's the or Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Mm -hmm. That's probably the of most course, cliche yeah. first album. To buy, yeah, <laughs> uh, and then the first album that like I really really wanted to buy though, which I got was uh, Minus the Bare Acoustics. Oh man, um, yeah, yeah. The Acoustics one, and then from there it was over with. Like I would listen to it every morning. Um, you know, I would literally like I would lug it downstairs. I'd like bust out my traditional hookah back in the day. And I would like smoke hookah in my house and watch like Dragon Ball Z and listen to uh, Modest of Acoustics every single morning with friends that will come yeah, over and do that. Uh -huh. And then I would just buy more and more vinyl and then like it just became like how can I discover new bands and like find their vinyl and all that stuff. And then it just, yeah, it's, uh -huh. you know, music has definitely been a big thing. I just do it all the time, uh, you know, and then having it here and, uh -huh. you know, having Booty Feet, which is one of the newer bands in the San Francisco scene, having their first show here on the 6th. I've been getting to watch them practice here. I mean, I, get to, I got to watch Booty Feet from the very beginning, pretty much, uh -huh. to, to now, and it's just really cool mm -hmm. seeing it all. Yeah, <laughs> go down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah and, and uh, I'm looking at your photo wall uh, right now, and you have a ton of bands that have already been here. That, I mean, that's got to be amazing to see every day, just like you walk in and then you're like, man, they, they, I remember this time, I remember when they came or whatever. You're creating memories, and that, that's something <coughs> really cool. Uh, with venues like yourself and and uh, other venues, which you imagine all that all those other venues here in San Antonio, they're they're just creating uh, memories for the musicians and for the the music lovers uh, like yourself, and that that's really amazing. Um, how many? I have a question. How many uh, <laughs> dog marriages have you had? Because I was here for one. Yeah, and and I don't know <laughs> the infamous dog marriage. Yeah, yeah, was that the only one? We have only had one so okay. far. We are open to more. So this is a, a shout out that if you're looking for any kind of dog <laughs> wedding, there is no charge. We will wed your dog here for free. Um, it'd actually be honestly an absolute honor for us to wed your dog. Um, yeah, I mean we're open and we're open to wedding other animals as well. We are uh -huh. a very open-minded place. Cats, iguanas. Goldfish, even if you'd like to get those married, um, anything that you could tell—I mean, any two animals that you could tell are in love with each other—if you want to take that love to the next level, 
um, we would love to go ahead and have their wedding here. We're looking for a first human wedding as well. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a tough one, but I don't know if there's any licenses involved. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just do it. <laughs> yeah, just, just ride the... Just come on over. Yeah. I've offered one one couple already, so fingers crossed mm-hmm. on them getting uh, getting married here. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and that's, that's the other thing that, uh, you know, we really stand for. At the end of the day, um, I'm going to say that almost everyone on that wall that works here, uh, we're going to say everyone, um, and I mean this in the most endearing way, we're all idiots. Uh, <laughs> we're all idiots. We're all stupid. Um, and we just like to do stupid things, like really unorthodox stuff. Um, I don't know, we like to, I mean, uh, Austin Buzz, one of the employees, he always said, like, we just out crazy. Like, mm-hmm. we just, we just, <laughs> just have really, a good time. Yeah, yeah. just be the craziest that we can be. Um, you know, we, we just do, we throw stuff everywhere. I mean, we, we do a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, definitely <laughs> it's, it's, it's always nice uh, when the people that own the place are okay with you being, uh, you know, when they're the craziest ones there and, and they allow you to be, you know, like so open or whatever with whatever you want to do. I mean, uh, there's, I know, uh, for your, uh, night in, uh, under the stars and stuff like that, you have mm-hmm. a ton of different things and a ton of different people selling stuff, people painting and stuff like that. And it, it's really, uh, it's always inviting, um, to anybody you could just come off the the street and then just go buy something and and come in and and smoke some hookah or or whatever check out local band it's always really uh, a really good environment and it's it's definitely helping the progression here in san antonio how have you seen the progression you said uh there was a primarily metal scene uh back in the day but but now there's a, a sort of indie uh uh how is that changing what do you think is going to happen in the future or or what do you think Bay Pier is going to do in the future with the scene? You know, how is that, how is your place going to help uh, the scene grow? Um, I mean, like I said, we just want <clears throat> to keep the doors open to everyone. You want to do a lot of different things too, because like what I've been noticing is obviously, I mean, it's, it's been a struggle for, for a lot of venues and they're all, you know, doing their best. There's so many really mm-hmm. good venues, obviously, you know, like you're saying, you know, there's a Madden, there's Ventura, there's Limelight 502, mm-hmm. you know, then there's the Paper Tiger. I mean, there's so many venues, there's Squeezebox, there's the Mix, there's mm-hmm. a million venues in the city. Yeah. They're all doing a great job and they're all working really hard to, to push the scene forward just like, you know, we are. Um, and <clears throat> it's, it's tough, you know, there's just shows and you know, people won't come out or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Or then there's a million good shows in one night, which is a good problem yeah. to have where, you know, people are going out, but there's just so many shows uh-huh. and, you know, the, the, the draws is smaller in each place. But, you know, I've found our, our thing here is we try and add um, extra dimensions to, uh, to concerts, like with the art nights, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have that art and you have the music. Um, and we found that, like, it's a really cool thing uh, to do when you can add extra dimensions. We're always looking for new ways to shake up um, a concert, because, you know, if people come out here like for the art nights, people come out here because one of their friends is an artist. They mm-hmm. want to come out here and they want to support that art friend. Well, you know, they come, they check out the art, they're going to hear the music, they walk inside. Yeah. And then, you know, we've had a few people, um, like um, Lonely Horse was playing here a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and I had a buddy come out here um, from Bernie, and um, he comes here just for the vaping. And uh, so he comes uh, for the concert, and he was standing outside at first, um, it was like while we were setting up, setting up and he's like, okay, well, you know, I'll wait till the concert's over because like the $5 for the cover, you know, I don't know if I have that and the vaping. Um, and then Lonely Horse started playing and he looked at me, he's like, who's this? And I was like, Lonely Horse. He's like, these guys kick fucking ass. Yeah. And he paid the five <laughs> bucks and he went in. Uh-huh. Um, and so like, you know, we've had a lot of art 
you know, people who come for the art, and they're mm -hmm. just solely here for the art, and then they hear something inside, and like, oh, wow, this is amazing, yeah. and they run in, and then, you know, that, you know, band or musician gets, a, a, you know, a brand new fan, and, mm -hmm. you know, we can just keep doing that every night, where, you know, that band or musician gets new fans, I mean, it's, it's cool, and, you know, every other place, too, you know, they can get new fans to come out and listen to these artists, um, you know, it's just, it's amazing because that's yeah. how anyone's going to grow is just mm -hmm. by getting new people to listen to the music. And, and, and first getting uh, people out, uh, getting people out there. Um, yeah, why, why do you think that that's, that's difficult here? I mean, uh, there's like a stacked bill or something and then I, I see all these people that say they want to go or whatever, they're going to go and then there's like a smaller crowd and it's just like, why, why? You know, why? what's going on? Do you know? Do you think? What uh, do you think? <laughs> um, I think it's just a little hard because, you know, San Antonio has this stigma about it that, you know, like it's it's the boring city of Texas. I had a friend, um, uh, friend Nick and his mom, they, they moved to, to Leander, um, you know, up north of Austin. And his mom's going to be in, this, in, in her 60s. And uh, she was talking about the Texas cities and why they moved to Leander. She's like, you know, Dallas, the industrial place. Um, Houston is like you know the metaverse, and Austin um, is is the is the hip and youthful and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And San Antonio is for old people, and I'm like, wow. you know, she's sixty, <laughs> so uh -huh. I'm like, how much older are we going here? Uh -huh. That you're like, oh no, I'm too young for San Antonio, you know. And so the the I think a lot of people they just think that this is like a a boring city, and so they they think they just automatically assume that there is no good music here, no, nothing to do at all, you know, they assume that it's just all in Austin, like, if mm -hmm. I want to get a good concert, I've got to go up to Austin, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be on 6th Street, or, you know, going to be over in Swan Dive, or wherever, wherever in Austin, that's mm -hmm. where you got to go, and in reality, like, no, no. there is so much, we've had, yeah. you know, musicians coming from different cities, and we, we always try and pair them up with, with, with locals, and um, they're always blown away um, by San Antonio, actually, we just had the coast on Friday, and um, lead singer of the coast told me he wanted to move here. Like we live in Austin, mm -hmm. he's like, I wanted to live here. I settled for Austin. <laughs> so oh, that, was, nice. that was yeah, that was a different thing to hear. But um, I think yeah, just a lot of people have the the idea that San Antonio doesn't have anything. Um, and um, because when I moved here from California mm -hmm. um, in two thousand four, um, I I hated this place. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even gonna lie. I hated San Antonio. I hated San Antonio for three years. And I didn't hate San Antonio because San Antonio is awful. I hated San Antonio because I didn't want to discover anything in San Antonio. Uh -huh. I just assumed that this place is awful. California was much better. Um, and then three years in, <clears throat> I was like, you know what? Because I was like, I'm going to move back. I'm going to move back. I don't care. Um, three years in, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to move back still. I'm going to move back to California. I'm leaving this place. But it's probably not going to be anytime soon. So I might as well make the best of it. Uh -huh. And so I started going out and, and looking for places in San Antonio that were cool. And it's like every day I'd find like 10. And then like, I was like, wait a second. Like, cause I'd ask all these people in O'Connor where I went. I'm like, where are the cool places? If there is no cool places in San Antonio. I'm like, wait a second. There's a bunch of cool places. Yeah. Like, and they're all in San Antonio. And then I would tell them, you know, I'll tell friends about it and they would go and then they would love it. Um, and so I think that's the, the, the big thing is just like going out there, um, finding these places that you enjoy and then giving it as much support as you can. And whether that is like, you know, monetary or whether that is, you know, just telling people, just mm -hmm. tell people about yeah. it. Like go out there and tell everyone about this place yeah. because, you know, there's so many people you're doing the place of service. And I think you're doing the people of service of like connecting them with this awesome place. Um, so that awesome place can stay and those people can, can stop thinking that they live in a city with nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they'll, they'll get something more, 
uh, out of where they live because this is a pretty amazing, you know, town or city. It right? That's it's growing. It's it really amazing. Is. It's such a great city, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So y'all are the first ones that do. Uh, you're, you're vaping the way you do here in San Antonio, right? I've yeah. never seen it. Uh, it's else. actually we're, we're first in the world. We first the, in the yeah, world. We're the only ones in the world that have these machines. Um, I found them when they were being developed, um, and I followed along the development process. This is the only place that you can have an experience like this. Um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm really bad at marketing the product. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't yeah, talk about the product ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's really great. I mean, you know, I definitely recommend anyone that smokes hookah um, or vapes. Um, or just smoke cigarettes, um, you know, to try this out. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, a lot of the musicians now, we actually, um, I don't know if I could name drop them, but I guess I'm going to. Uh, Victoria Cunha bought one. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she, bought a, she bought a personal vape. And uh-huh. Alana Lopez has one. John Morgan, Sean Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac bought one, too, from the bar. So pretty much all the bar balloons. The bar yeah, yeah. are all besides Dominic. Um, they're, all, they're all vaping now. And then, you know, some Six and Psyche and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to like, see the music scene start to vape. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. <laughs> definitely something good to promote, uh, the, the whole not... Uh, smoking regular cigarettes thing yeah. uh, to be here in this environment where everyone's like, oh, it's cool to vape instead of, oh, let's go outside and smoke all these cigarettes and stuff like that. And that's that's really cool. Like the like the usual quote unquote bar, you know. Yeah, there's uh, definitely yeah, a lot of like traditional cigarette smoking. I mean, there still is here and like yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I mean, we're a vape shop, but like I don't ever really want to be a militant vaper. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Fine. You're just like. Get out of here, like, spit the cigarette smokers, you know what I mean? Because that's the thing, too, with the vape industry. Um, uh, I really enjoy vaping myself, but um, there's no doubt that uh, vaping has kind of a negative, you know, stigma around it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people that are very deserving of it. Um, sometimes there's some people that just, uh, they do vape obnoxiously, just like in any mm-hmm. culture, you have your people that are just, you know, obnoxious like, yeah, about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the gamers and all that stuff. They all have those one, yeah. the one, you know, subgroup. It's just like, oh man. But, um, you know, for the most part, I think vaping is, uh, is, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy it and, you know, I think it does have huge benefits. I know Europe just recommended it, um, as, uh, as pretty much like the number one smoking cessation method, uh, you know, the medical professionals there. And they're actually trying to get breaks uh, extended for, for vapors in Europe. Oh, really? Um, yeah, in Europe, they, they want to give them uh, longer breaks and a special indoor, like, vaping room pretty yeah. much because they feel like they should be separated from the smokers to incentivize smokers to become vapors mm-hmm. because it is a healthier um, alternative. alternative yeah. yeah, you know. So I think it's really cool. Um you know, the vape industry itself is a very interesting thing. And, you know, right now, obviously, like, there's a whole lot of stuff, with, you know, it's under fire and there's a lot of mm-hmm. the negative stigma around it. And so it's interesting for that. Like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, it's definitely a crazy thing, but I, I highly recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've seen plenty of people drop cigarettes and, and start vaping. And every single one tells me, like, it makes a, makes a huge difference in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, I mean. Tastes great. It tastes, oh, it tastes <laughs> so good, man. It tastes so good. <laughs> Like, that's, at least just come and try one of the flavors out. Mm-hmm. You'll be incredibly surprised by the taste. Like, it's, uh, it's, I know some people, that they started vaping just as a, as a dietary kind of thing. Oh, okay. like whenever yeah. they get a sweet craving, they would vape. Yeah, like, get some, like, uh, bananas and cream or some shit. Yeah, you know, whatever you need. Like, I mean, yeah. there's everything. There's uh-huh. just vape flavors that taste like pizza and crab. They're awful. Don't ever try them. <laughs> Crab legs, that was the thing that was going around for a while where people would buy this juice, taste like crab legs, and it would make them throw up. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, uh, it was everything. Yeah. yeah, every time. You gotta, you can't have something nice. Yeah. yeah we can't have something nice. 
But um, yeah, I know it's definitely a, it's a really cool thing. I guess yeah. I mean, with the the devices, I guess that kind of does speak for us. Like you know, first of all, those devices do something completely different. You know, I think that's what Vapier um, is really striving to be is something completely different. Um, we definitely do want to like kind of I don't know if go against the, the grain is a is a good cliche. That kind of sounds negative, but like <laughs> we want to do things differently. We want to be weird. We want to just do things that people are like, what? You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, we had the art skate nights before, too, um, which Dakota Applebaum put those on from, from VTube, and he's fantastic if uh-huh. anyone's looking for an event. Um, reach out to Dakota. That guy has awesome ideas. But, yeah, he built a whole quarter pipe. Oh, wow. It, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> put it out front. And it was all him. I mean, like, he would he would book the bands. He, you know, built the quarter pipe. He'd bring it out here every time. He'd set up coffee, uh, thanks to Reina. Reina would, would hook us up with coffee from uh-huh. Starbucks. And um, he'd, he'd brew the coffee and all that stuff, and he would just run this really cool event. People come out here, they skate in the parking lot, and mm-hmm. there's some artists out front, and there's music going on inside, and free coffee, and all this stuff. And that was, like, the coolest thing. And people still talk about it. People are like, oh, man, the skate nights, like, that, that's sick, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Like, at first, it's like yeah. you're bringing a, a skate ramp to a concert, and, like, what are you doing? But, like, it was great. Like, I mean, because, like, you know, band would end. And people would go outside and they would skate while another band sets mm-hmm. up and they look at the art, you know, and all that stuff. And that's how the art events work too, you know. Band ends and they go outside and they walk up and down, look at all the art. And a lot of local artists have told me that they've, you know, and that's another. I mean, with the with the local art events, um, you know, I was waiting for the community too. Like, you know, we we didn't take any money from them. You know, we didn't charge them anything. We didn't nothing. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. completely free to set up and. You know, it's cool because a lot of them are like, you know, we made like, like someone told me they made more money here than they made it second Saturday. And I was like, that's oh, wow. badass. Yeah. yeah, that's super badass. I mean, I guess like uh, Grissom in the Northwest side was kind of like starved of art events. So, mm-hmm. you know, sure enough, when it happened, people just flocked to it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had, I think the last one we had, we had upwards of like throughout the night, 400 or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was pretty, pretty incredible. So really excited to bring this back, and mm-hmm. we kind of want to do them bigger than we did them last time. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's always a mixed bag, but yeah, I mean, that's our biggest thing is is doing things differently, um, shaking things up. I mean, that's why we have all these different nights, you know, like, I mean, the Smash Brothers night, um, and it's again, it has been all thanks to the community. I mean, Smash Brothers, it's it's run by a guy who goes by Nike, is his tag, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's all him. Like, I can't for almost all these events, I can especially now, I can take very little credit. Um, you know, Nike, he puts together the whole Smash Brothers thing, and you know, Thursdays and Sundays, the D and D, that's John Gore, and then Fridays and Saturdays, you know, Noah does a lot of the booking, if not all of it. You know, I'll help, you know, once in a while, and you know, Lena also does a lot of it too. Um, you know, they really, they, they get to handle everything. So it's like, it's really cool yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really good that you have a, a, a team, a hardworking team with you that, yeah. that does, uh, that's sort of the same vision uh, that you did when you started. That it's, that's really awesome. Yeah, I lucked out with my team for sure. I mean, they're honestly um, the best five. I almost said six, but that's that's me on that wall too. So the best, <laughs> the best five people um, I think I could have found it. And then the community that comes here, too, is also, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I remember, um, this is before Noah or Elena were hired, um, but it was Jacob and Mark working one night, and it was a concert night, and one of the bands asked if they could um, take, uh, they could set up a tip jar um, in front of their, uh, in front of them playing. Mm-hmm. And um, we have our tip jar, too, obviously, for the employees. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's fine. We can keep that tip jar there and put another tip jar there. 
Um, and I had not said anything about like you know giving out tips or anything like that. But uh, Jake or Mark immediately, like, not even missing a beat, they're like, give our tips to them. Like we don't want them. Like mm-hmm. give the tips to the band. Like they they deserve them. Um, and I was like, that's awesome. And you know, I mean Noah, you know he spends. Dude, I mean, you spend what, like, twenty-seven hours a day? You just get three more hours. I was like, uh-huh. three more hours each day to, to book bands. I mean, yeah, he practically sleeps here. To be honest, everyone gets to have a piece. That's a big thing that we stand for here. Is like, you know, and that's when the, when the bands play here too. You know, um, anytime any band plays here, and I always tell them this. You know, I always tell them like, you know, this is this is your night. Um, as much as it is ours, you know, mm-hmm. like this is your place as much as much as it is ours tonight. Um, you know, we let them project whatever they want behind the projector. Um, we kind of let them do whatever they want. Um, you know, like they'll have ideas like uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but, you know, cat the manipult. Um, they really want to, or at least John really wants to, mm-hmm. um, which I'm so down for. We're trying to figure out how to the logistics of it. Um, he wants to put uh, a popcorn maker up into the ceiling and then as they're playing uh the popcorn maker will turn on and popcorn will fall into the fan and shoot into the audience um which <laughs> it's a very odd thing but i told him like dude if that's what you want to do if you're down to help us clean up the popcorn uh-huh. let's do it you know and we have oh we have comedy what am i saying it's sunday too the gong show mm-hmm. oh man i hope alonzo doesn't hurt oh the elka bong show it just got just got renamed the elka bong show that's run by alonzo Cantu. Uh, who's a fantastic comedian, um, and then also Thursdays too. Uh, third Thursday we have um, experimental comedy, and one Wednesday a month we have Essay Ciphers. They do um, uh, a hip hop night here, which Essay uh, Ciphers, Eric Musty Guider, and um, and third Thursday is gonna be Brian Pound, Abby Benes, who are also fantastic comedians. Um, but the the things we do weekly Sunday, the Elka Bong Show. It's a comedy game show uh-huh. um, that we do, and. Um, those will get super, super weird. I yeah, mean, yeah. Really I, saw, <laughs> I saw someone, uh, a YouTube video of one of them. I saw a little bit of that, and it was, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange thing. I highly recommend coming out for those. Uh, I mean, they're absolutely free. Um, there's free beer for anyone 21 and up, um, free ice cream, and free pizza. So, I mean, like, shit, come for the free ice cream yeah, and yeah. pizza. Stay for the great comedy. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Alonzo, um, he's, uh, he's setting up. Uh, the dating game, this one. So if you know, oh, any, yeah. if you know any interested singles, I have no idea where it's gonna go. Yeah. Like I have no, I'm sure it's gonna be great, but I don't know if they're gonna go on dates uh-huh. or if Alonzo's gonna. I don't know what he's gonna do with them, <laughs> but it's the dating game. Um, and you know, we, the comedy's been the weird. I've had someone get their head shaved on on stage. Really? Oh yeah. Um, Brian Palga's head shaved, and um, I've seen. A lot of different things happen on that stage, and that's what the Polaroids do. The Polaroids are really cool because you can see a lot of uh, the personalities of the bands that play here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've looked at our Polaroids, um, but shout out to the Morning Owls. Morning Owls. Uh, Morning Owls uh, they they have one of the best, in the the best uh, uh, photo up there with uh, Max Taylor. He's completely naked. Oh wow! He's completely <laughs> naked with nothing but an owl. Um, covering up the uh, the goods, um, and then Seward Fox is another top one. They're all in our bathroom, and um, the lovely and talented Abel from uh, What the City Bears and Captain Manipult and Optic Arrest and eighteen other bands in the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably your neighbor too. Um, he's everywhere in your life. I dream of Abel, um, but he's uh, he's just taking a piss, and the entire band of Seward Fox, there, yeah. yeah, it's just around him. Um, and it's cool, you get to see all these different personalities, and seeing someone in different bands is so weird, too, because you can see how, like, 
they change in each band's aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, and you get to see different sides of them. But yeah, we have some um, super interesting photos up there, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, that was actually Jacob's idea. I played Jacob. He's like, you should do Polaroids because you're we trying to figure out a way to like keep track. Mm-hmm. Like, do Polaroids would be sick, and I mean, everyone else seems to like. Them. Yeah, 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 it's I pretty cool. It's gonna get uh, pretty filled up oh, sometime yeah. soon. I think right now we're are we over seventy? We're missing a few up there that we had played. I think we're over 70 bands. So, yeah, basically just come any night to vape here and, and something's going to be going on, some some fun. Yeah, you yeah. will definitely experience something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to put it. No, yeah, I mean, there's going to be something fun. I mean, there's, and if you have any ideas, I mean, anyone, um, run them by us. Like, you know, we're pretty open-minded and we like to experiment with things and, and you know, so no matter how crazy it sounds, like, you know, hit us up and we'll see if we can do it. Like, I mean, we have Mondays are free <laughs> and three Wednesdays a month. I think that's all we have left, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, Thursdays, Tuesdays. Yeah, Mondays and Wednesdays are free, and we're totally down to just kind of have events every day. We just don't, we don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's just so fun. So, um, you know, if anyone has any ideas, anything that's just super interesting, um, you know, something that you're just super passionate about, like, Come in here or call us or send carrier pigeons or whatever. <laughs> send ransom letters to yeah. me. Like, tell me you took Noah. <laughs> actually, take Noah. <laughs> but yeah, no, if you have anything, I mean, we're totally down to hear it out and try it out and see where it goes. So, yeah, cool, yeah. man. Cool. Uh, thanks, thanks, Ian, for being on the podcast. No problem. Thank you, yeah. man. Yeah. Seriously. That was Ian from Vapure E Hookah Lounge. What a great guy. Great conversation, great beard. <laughs> He's a guy with a great beard at Vape Here. Go say hi, go to Vape Here, go to their online stuff. Facebook, Vape Here Lounge, at Vape Here, S-A-V-A-P-U-R-E-S-A. And on Twitter, Vape Here Lounge, V-A-P-U-R-E Lounge. Go check them out. It's a great space. It's a lot of fun. I, I've, I've been there a few times since the interview. It's, it's always a lot of fun. So, yeah, definitely go check out vape here and go hang out with ian so this is the part of the podcast where i tell you what i think you should be doing this weekend where you should be at using the do 210 do210 app website thingy that a lot of people are using these days and it's a lot it's a lot of fun it's really cool using it super easy to to look at what's going on this weekend and i'll give you my top three picks for this weekend number three so i'm gonna pick two events uh, for my number three pick, because I can, because it's my show and I do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> at the squeeze box, they're both gonna be at the squeeze box on Friday, August 12th, at the squeeze box, Los Galacticos, Grupo Fracaso, and Los Nahuatlatos. I'm not too sure if I'm saying any of those right, probably not. Go ahead and tweet me and tell me, uh, the right way to say it or call me or something like that. But it's gonna be on Friday, August 12th, uh, at the squeeze box again. It's a fairly new, uh, venue that you can check out and um i haven't played there yet uh so i'm definitely want to go check that out and definitely i'm gonna be there august 13th the next day at the squeeze box as well with el tule uh my band volcans will be playing that saturday august 13th at the squeeze box it's on saint mary's go hang out with all of us go hang out the night before um some really good sounds and really good vibes cumbia latin style vibes from both of these nights at the squeeze box uh it's gonna be five dollars 21 and up uh definitely i think for both 
events. But El Thule is coming from Austin. And there's some really good vibes from the other three bands that are going to be playing on Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Mexican at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, number two. Number two is going to be happening on Friday as well, August 12th. Side Chick, A Tribute to the Sun, Catch Fever, and Lonely Horse. Friday and Imagine Books and Records, August 12th. The event starts at 8 p.m. I mean, come on, that lineup, really. $7 cover, all ages, as always, starting at 8. Lonely Horse, Catch Fever, A Tribute to the Sun, Side Chick. Definitely going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people are going to be there. Come hang out and go support Imagine Books and Records. My number one show that I think you need to be at this week is August 13th on Saturday at the Vapure Lounge. Blands, Poison Culture, and The Morning Owls. Blands and Poison Culture are two touring acts that are coming from outside of San Antonio, so you gotta come support them. And The Morning Owls. The Morning Owls is a really good band, and they're gonna be at Vapure. Vapure is gonna be awesome. It's it's gonna be great. August thirteenth, Saturday starts at nine p.m. Five dollars or three dollars with the purchase of an e hookah. So with the morning owls, they they do an owl cast as well. So you should go check out their podcast, Owlcast. They do a lot of fun stuff. They do uh, what is it, gaming as well. So go check out their Owlcast stuff. They are part of the Alamo City Podcast Network as well, and definitely gonna get more information when we have more information for you. Like we said, check out all that stuff in 210 Local Media Magazine. This next issue, we're gonna be featured in there as well, so uh, check that out. So yeah, those are my three shows that I think you need to be at this weekend. As always, use the 210 app, and it's super easy. Just check out it shows you for each day everything that's going on, even if it's not music. Even if you don't want to go to a music event, they have a bunch of other events. Pretty much everything that's going on in San Antonio. It's really awesome and super easy and something that I use whenever I'm looking for something to do whenever I'm bored. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for subscribing, all the people that listen, everything. And, and it's it really means a lot to me and my father and uh, all the artists that you continue to support and people that you continue to listen to. And it's really amazing. Don't forget, you can talk to us, you can tweet us, Facebook us. Texas Music Pod, Texas Music P.O.D. We release a new episode every Monday and Thursday. Check that out. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. I'm having a good time. Talk to me whenever, whatever. Talk to me about whatever. Email me, talk to me, tweet me. Let's get your band on the show. Why not? Send me some new music. Send me some recommendations. All right. Thanks, guys. This has been Jules the Human for the Texas Music Spotlight Music Now podcast. Thanks and have a good night. for listening to the texas music spotlight podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website texasmusicspotlight.com to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings until next time please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown Bye.